time for the Magpie 24-7 Podcast with your hosts, Kyle Thompson and Paul Rudder. Discussing all things Newcastle United, passionate, unfiltered, unfiltered, and totally black and white by fans for fans. What's happening, everyone? It's Kyle from the Magpie 24-7 podcast. And, Paul, it's the first one on YouTube, also live on Facebook as well. But um, long road to get this point. I hope you like the intro. I hope you like the the surrounding outlay of stuff as well. But, um, yeah, this is a, it's, 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 it's a bit of a mad one. But we'll start the first YouTube uh, podcast, mate, on a high as Newcastle managed to win. Away at Fulham. <laughs> uh, what's your initial thoughts, Paul? Well, yeah, it, it it is a high. It is a high. We won a game of football, which is again what the players and Steve Bruce are paid to do. But let's make no qualms about it. The win, the jumping up all those positions, is very much papering over the cracks. Um, there's still huge issues, still problems, still things are coming up today as a result of what's happened uh, over the past sort of cost of maybe 48 hours uh but although yeah i'm always pleased with a newcastle united win the victory it, it was absolutely it was painful let's be honest it was <laughs> uh, pathetic it was toothless uh, and i'm not all about john joe shelby for for a change i actually thought he was de- reasonably decent but uh yeah you, you've got to take a victory a victory is a victory at the end of the day but the football i mean the amount of people that i was speaking to have said i felt asleep in the second half uh, you know, have we brought a striker on yet? All those sorts of comments, but uh, yeah, I'm 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 still in shock that, that we finished 12. I, I cannot. Well, I can't get my head around it either. It's crazy. It makes no sense, it? does it? It makes no. literally no sense. And uh, seven, just, just like seven us back points. loose on YouTube. <laughs> exactly 17 points away from the drop, and like after we lost against Brighton all them weeks ago, and we're look like we're massively in the shit. It's like to see that we'll finish the season 12th, finishing above Wolves and um, 17 points from the drop. It, it seems a bit, it seems a bit strange. It's just, it's really, really weird to me that that's <laughs> happened. But to be it fair, is, credit, where is. credit's due, mate, uh, to the players, the staff, even Steve Bruce. Graham Jones. <laughs> Graham Jones. <laughs> Uh, they deserve a, they deserve a little bit of credit for. You've missed for somebody off, Kyle. You've missed somebody you off. Ah, uh, yeah. You've, uh, got uh, thank, you've got to thank Hartley's because let's face it, Steve Bruce has had more jam than Hartley's recently <laughs> uh, during this. To pick up Joe Willick, mate. Honestly, he's got more jam than Hartley's. Well, um, he wanted to come to didn't he? Do you know what I mean? So you know, <laughs> that's it, it. It. Oh, this is the man who spent forty million quid, mate, on Joe Linton. So. Do I trust Steve Bruce's um, judgment on anything? No, no, I don't. Uh, and no, he's scored no, no, no. Alex Bruce as well, who's had another little pop and another little, um, you know, shot, <laughs> shot below the belt uh, again. Just a little. To, yeah, just, just to try and defend his dad. But yeah, make no doubt about it, mate. Uh, this season, we have stayed up because the three teams who have gone down have been a finer blend of shit, let's face it. Uh, that that for one, and we have had copious amounts of uh, Bruce Luck. He's rid by the seat of his pants. He must have been wearing his lucky socks. Um, 
goodness knows. I mean, I know Lee Chanley looks like a bit of a leprechaun. Maybe that brought him a little bit of luck and stuff as well. But uh, yeah, by hook or by crook, we finished the season really, really well. And thanks to victories over um, Fulham and Sheffield United, it, it puts a gloss on a season that really, I think most Newcastle fans are just quite frankly, well, I just had a situation where we're thinking, thank goodness that that season is over. Um, and now it's time for Bruce to put up or shut up. If he's staying, if he's staying, um, then he needs to deliver on, on these lofty expectations that he keeps talking about top 10, uh, progressing with the club, pushing the club on uh, and the club doing uh, club doing better. Because at the moment, all I see is lots of little sly little digs, lots of lucky results, fluky moments in games. Uh, and I still see a, a Newcastle United squad which is littered with problems and issues that need sorted out. And, of course, as we've said numerous times on the podcast, mate, there's no leadership at Newcastle. You've got no confidence in Lee Charnley and Steve Bruce to change a light bulb, never mind address the issues in our central midfield, never mind um, sort out the issues up top. Um, because, I mean, something I want to get on to today, definitely. Dwight Gale. Jesus, wet man. I know we didn't have a striker, but when he went on, we still didn't have a bloody striker. Um, the squad made there's some serious issues and serious problems that need addressing ready for the new season. Yeah, we can't right. sort of wait around, mate. It all comes down to this arbitration stuff, mate. To be honest, like it comes, it, it comes down to that because like we don't know where we stand at the start of next season. We could have the we could the Saudi takeover could go through, arbitration could be passed, and we could be looking at a different kettle of fish but if Mike Ashley stays the chances are Steve Bruce is going to stay in charge of the team and it's been rumoured it depends who you believe it's been between between 12 million and 30 million for the for the for the income and transfer window which <laughs> it isn't exciting let's be honest but maybe mate, Mike Ashley spends that down the casino in the night do you know what I mean? It is loose change, that man's fortunes, despite the fact that he has absolutely abused the furlough system. He has made his wealth, his personal wealth, has grown by several hundred million uh, over the past uh, 12 months. And yet still, uh, despite taking in a Newcastle match uh, down at Craven Cottage, refuses to put anything sort of, you know, money-wise in, into the club to make it, um, to, to sort of, oil the inner workings of the club because we both saw but obviously we we were in there for the sheffield uh united match the stadium the is the same as the squad it needs tlc needs a bit of love it needs a little bit of attention here and there if we are to be ready and what we certainly can't afford to do mate is behind uh the pace setters when it comes to recruitment and getting things ready for next season because we've seen before I mean, look, look at when Pardew was in charge and, and, and we finished, what, fifth, and we just got Vernon and Anita. Sometimes, even if you stand still... No, 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 no. Mate, you forgot. You forgot Curtis Good as well. Come on, oh, now. But you know what I mean? If, if you stand still in the Premier League, mate, you're going, you're going backwards. And we, regardless to what Bruce says and regardless to how anyone wants to dress it up, we've been in a relegation battle this season. And if we don't want to be in a relegation battle or worse, be relegated next season, then we need we need to be at the front of things, getting the best talent available for the money that we've got, the best loans in and everything else like that. And I have no confidence. Like I've said before, I don't think Lee Charlie could even tie his own bastard shoelaces. He probably has <laughs> slip-on shoes. He is that useless and that inept. And what we need 
Um, it's some decisive leadership for bloody once, but we won't get it, of course. Oh, definitely not. But we might as well crack on about this Fulham game, Paul. We might as well get into that. Um, what a team I, they are. I was, I was bloody shocked Kraft started because obviously Cher came is at the end of his suspension. I thought the one thing that me and you spoke about with the ground uh, last, last Wednesday when we played Sheffield was like we had a lack of ball playing defender. It was like really. It was frustrating at times watching, trying to watch Dummett, Fetty, and Kraft pass a ball forward. It was, it was, it was really it was strange. Really painful, um, and one thing I thought we needed was was share. For so for him not to start, it was it was a bit uh, frustrating. But I, I think in the first half, credit where credit's due, I think we really handled Fulham well. Um, any attack that they had, I thought we dealt with. I thought Paul Dummett was really on. Yeah on point, I thought he was underrated. Not many people spoke about Paul Dummett last night. Uh, it was more on what Steve Bruce said in his press conferences after the game, but I feel a bit of credit need, need needs to go go toward Paul Dummett because I think he was absolutely outstanding. I think Ferry was fairly solid as well. And he, he even Kraft, so I, think, I, think, I think even Kraft, to be fair to him, had a decent game. But the one place where I don't think played well in the defence was Murphy. He offered something going forward, but you could tell Scott Parker targeted him to go, to, to, targeted Jacob Murphy because they kept going down his side again and again and again. And what, what's Mankio been... got got to do? I, I know. I mean, look at the cross alone for the Sheffield United goal. That was a peach of a cross, and it wasn't his best cross of this season, as we've both talked about uh, beforehand. But defensively, he is so 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 susceptible. Uh, and he's one of those players as well who was out of contract. We've still heard nothing from the club with regards to whether he will be at St James's Park next uh, season or or not. Uh, one thing I would say about the defence in, in, in your signal and that, yes, I think it, it's got a lot better on this run that we've gone on. Uh, that's coincided, obviously, as well with the the cell situation, but it's allowed uh, Federico Fernandez to be in the middle of that back three. And I think he's really relished the responsibility uh, of of. of of being in there and I think he's so much better of a player in the middle of the three where you can command where you can head where you can see everybody else around him because I don't think he is as as good on on uh, on either side but yeah me I, I was like you I wanted to see Fabian Scher play that could have again been his last game talk about uh, extending it by a year uh, and then negotiating a new contract. That's all well and good. But as we speak at the moment, he, like a few others, are the players who are out of the contract at, at the moment. But yeah, Dummett, you're totally right to to give a, a lot of credit to. He's coming, you know, and again, he's not a fashionable name. He's probably not the 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 darling of, of, of the Newcastle faithful and stuff like that. But he comes in and uh, he can do a fantastic job as a squad player. I'm not saying he's the best defender in the world. But you know what I mean. Um, he's he's been solid. Yeah, well, he's been right solid, and, and he's helped to get well us over the line, mate. Yeah, I think I think Dummett came in, played really well defensively, barring trying to score an own goal against um, against when we played against Burnley, and he tried to dive in header. I think that's the only mistake he's actually made. I think he's been relatively solid at the back, and I think he's earned. He's uh, he's. I think they're looking at a three-year contract for Dummett, so fair play. But if Fabian shares last kick of a ball was yesterday then credit where credit's true paul because that was a flipping sexy penalty but uh, we'll get on to that in a bit but uh, I, I was sitting there going we've got richie on the pitch 
and Cher's taking the penalty. And I'm sitting there going, what the hell is Bruce sniffing? I'm like, is he on the glue or what? Does he want us to score this this spot kick? And I'm looking at Joe Willick and thinking, go on, Joe Willick, you, you take it. Because, you know, at, at that stage, I'm sort of trying, willing them on for everything, every goal, every opportunity. But I was like, no, Fabian Cher is is stepping up. But, uh, oh, yeah, talk talk about cool and calm under under pressure. That was a fantastic penalty. Yeah, as long as it goes in, if it doesn't go in, you look like a complete nutted, you know, tit, don't you? At the yeah. end of the day, uh, but yeah, it, it was a fantastic, uh, fantastic penalty. And uh, yeah, the Fulham supporters must have been sick as a dog because obviously second. Well, I tell you what, they weren't loud. I mean, they might as well have brought the fake noise back. That was flipping horrendous. I, I mean, if there's any Fulham fans that end up listening to this or watching this home end shite <laughs> let's just get out of the way i mean you see need to up your game like if he's gone to the championship my yeah. god I, but, I, I, um, I was missing the fake crowd noise at this stage i was like <laughs> should i try and find it somewhere you know was what I mean? it, it was bad it, it, it was worse than uh you know if you're going up to say uh, an under 23s match there's more atmosphere and stuff there there's, there's a better atmosphere in a pre-season game uh, i know they're getting building the work <laughs> was flipping shite like but the, like I say is mate the first half was started like, I, at times we were deep and Fulham were on top but f- to me the only chance Fulham had was the one we gave them through Joe Willock in the second half but other than that anything they had we oh, I really think, I think Sean Longstaff nearly tried to give them one as well what what was <laughs> that did you see that um, one yeah, 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 I did it. But... I was like, "What you do?" I was, oh well, I, I don't know if I want to repeat all what I want. You know what what, what I was saying at, at the time, like, but um, yeah, it was it was certainly a heart in in the mouth because you knew there weren't going to be many goals in it because let's face it, it was two two sides with nothing to play for, um, and some of the quality was really really poor at, at times. It it wasn't a free flowing game. Um, it, it, it wasn't one you put on DVD, uh, put it that oh, way. I'll I, I tell you what, I was surprised with. I thought that lad when he came on, that magic, I thought he was going to relegate us. I know what happened, Sunderland. I mean, Sunderland is uh, going to be a talking point at some point, obviously. But no. um, he was meant to relegate. Well, either him or Mitrovic was meant to send with down. But, um, the, the, like I said, the first half we dealt with them quite well. And the goal came came out of nowhere for me. It was kind of, we're doing well in the midfield. I thought Shelby had his best game of the season yesterday. I mean, <laughs> this podcast has been going for a year, if you're just tuning in on YouTube or Facebook, and it's been on Spotify and stuff. But we've been a massive, massive critic of John Joe Shelby throughout the season, calling him shit, calling him lazy when he has been. Um, but yesterday I thought he was fantastic, to be honest, mate. I thought he played really well. He got in some tackles. He controlled the midfield. That's what I expect from yeah. John Joe Shelby. That's what the reputation of John Joe Shelby is meant to give you. And I was really it impressed. Is, and we've said this before. Look, against Manchester City, against uh, Man United, against Liverpool and, and the likes of those, the greedy six, yeah, we are not expecting them to get hold of a game and get you know change it by by just by John Joe alone. We're not expecting that level of contribution, but surely the one we, when we're playing one of the um, so-called lesser teams, one of the struggling teams in the league, he should be able at eighty thousand pound a week, one of our biggest wages that we pay out per week, he should be able to affect that uh, team and that side more than what he has shown. And I think what he's done recently, and I, it, it was quite 
you could tell quite a lot yesterday because there was no sound at all from the Fulham uh, supporters because it was dead. Uh, but you could hear the Newcastle coaches barking at him constantly, always on him. You've got somebody on, you need to do this, you need to do that. And we've, again, we've talked about the fact that uh, Rafa Benitez micromanages every little uh, situation in the game and they're continuously just manipulating it. Well, yesterday, certainly with John Joe, I felt that the the coach, the coaching staff um, were, were on him all the way through. And the, the result of that was a much more improved performance. He wasn't fantastic. He wasn't brilliant. He didn't set the world light. But compare this, because the bar's been set so, so low by John Joe for the, the majority of the season. Compare it to how low the bar's been set. It was a million times better. Yeah, I'm going back to my school days, and there's my little mouse clap. There we go. We need a lot more of that, John Joe, for you to justify your placing. And I will say, he's looked better when he's got legs around him. So he needs that. He needs that ability. So you've got uh, somebody like Joe Willick. You've got Miguel Miron beside him or somebody like that who will do lots of running and that will mask it. But in saying that, I did see John Joe break a sweat once or twice. And I'm sitting there. Well, I caught a couple of tackles, mate. Yeah, in the first half. He's putting a few tackles in and I'm laughing, me, I'm laughing my head off. I'm like, fuck me. Oh, we swapped this, this lad with because <laughs> John Joe of a, of a month or two back wasn't doing that. And that's what we were asking. Show some effort, show some, some commitment, some pride in the shirt. Uh, I still don't think he's the, the choice for captain, mate. I really, really don't because he's not vocal enough. He's not a leader like I like to see a leader on the oh, pitch. No, definitely not. But he, he, for the one game... Much, much improved, mate. Yeah, he was if definitely off, one of the best. If you watched Fulham versus Newcastle mate. yesterday, he, he, he played quite well. I think Sean and Miggy... Well, no, Sean and Willock managed to play well in the midfield. But speaking of Joe Willock, this Fitland Donny man, what a Fitland player. Seven in seven, tie in Shearer's record. I mean, when we brought him in on loan, I don't think anybody, anybody would have would have called. He would have tied Shearer's record for the most consecutive goals in consecutive games that he's played. Obviously, he missed out against Arsenal when we got beat 2-0. But this lad, man, honestly, Newcastle got to sign him. Like, it... It, it it we shouldn't have to plead over the internet and say he's got to sign him, he's got to sign him. It should be a no-brainer. But with with the way, with the way we've got we've got this we've got to literally shout from a hilltop and say, sign this man. Because this blow is it, he's fitting everything Newcastle have needed since Mohamed Diarmé left. He's a box-to-box midfielder and he showed exactly what that role entails when he's when he scores this goal, drags the ball in in his own half, drives forward, the kind of deal with his pace, gets in, he gets a little bit of luck from um Tim Ream. Yeah. Who I thought had a shot guy yesterday, by the way. And uh, he just puts it in. Um I think he hits it with his right uh, right hand corner. Beautiful goal, a beautiful yeah. finish. He got the bit of luck, but he made the most of it. And seven and seven, look, unbelievable. Um, I thought we looked good for a lead, although there was a couple of things back and forth between the two teams. Dubravka made a couple of catches, and obviously we had a couple of chances just wide. Maxi had a chance and put wide, but we looked good for a lead, mate. I didn't think Fulham were offering there anything. There was one chance though, mate, the second half. There was one chance where, to be honest, like you said, my grand knocks them in nine times out of ten, and she, nine times out of ten, and uh, she she's been gone for a few years. Like, but uh, yeah, um, there was one chance the second half ball played over, and he, he could have took it down and took half an hour and then knocked it in. 
but the Fulham player uh, refused to do that and blasted it over the bar. But apart from that, I thought we dealt with all of their threats really, really well. But um, I didn't think we offered a great deal attacking-wise. I know Alistair Maximum had that great chance at the beginning. I thought uh, the Saint was quite quiet by his standards. Um Unfortunately, get that, and it's up for others. It's up for other players to be able to step up when the Saint. I mean, he was playing out of position, um, when, and he's having an off day, or he's still not recovered from that knock. Because let's face, he's not been. We know what Bruce is like with injuries and protecting players. Um, other people, you know, have, have to step up. But yeah, we dealt. We dealt with the the threat that they had. But I, that was a pretty awful Fulham side, and this is a Fulham side who had me petrified when they went to Anfield and, and, and won there and you, you, you scratch your I head and it's been such, such a, like, a, like a strange season and um, when teams who, who, who played that brand of football go to Anfield and get a victory it literally makes no 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 sense and that's why I think it's it crucial that Newcastle don't feel well we're 12th we're the 12th best team feel comfortable in, in you know I, I don't want Mike Ashley and Lee Charlie to be thinking he's doing a great job the 12th what are the fans whinging about? The football has been absolutely diarrhea all season, with the exceptions yeah. of a few moments that have been lit up. And one um, loan signing, who, if we'd have got our main target, Bruce never would have signed in the first place. And a player that Bruce kept on the bench for what three games? So surprisingly, you know, yeah. I mean, cre- credit for for eventually bringing them in. And there's no doubt, mate, he has been a huge difference maker with his athleticism, his energy and stuff like that. And, and how many other 21-year-olds, mate, are able to produce that 21-year-old? And he's in his outscoring strikers. Look at who he scored more goals of. I put it up on the socials for Magpie 24-7. Look at the list of players he's been outscoring. And you've got Incredible, isn't it? You've got to take your hat off to him. It's incredible. Joe Linden scored what a couple of goals in a couple of seasons. Uh, Joe Willick, first move away from Arsenal, unfamiliar, uh, you know, um, surroundings. He's came in and he seized the opportunity. He's done what Joe Linden can't, and that is seize the opportunity with intelligence, integrity, uh, with desire, and, and, and all of that. And I will be. Good. It's it's the same thing. It's run on all over again. It's every time we get a loan player in who we really really like, we end up not signing them. And and I hope and pray that if, if twenty just, million, just, million just, old, just just do it. Take out the overdraft. Do whatever you need to do, Lee Charney. Take your head out of Mike Ashley's ass for two seconds and just get this deal done and get a good start of the season. If you could sign Jeffro Williams and um, also Joe Willick. For twenty million pound, come on, man! You've got to have your head examined if you don't if you if you don't take that business up. Although we all know that Lee Charney's head does need examining. Hey, yeah. Mark! Mark will be watching. Mark, he, he is. Lee Charney's he's head. commented. There you go, and he's commented. So we know Mark's watching. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's, he likes it's, it with Lee <laughs> it's just, no, it, it's a no-brainer for, for Newcastle to bring in Joe Willock, mate. It, it really is. But Rondon, Remy, Jet Row, like the club doesn't sign these players; they don't follow up. It's just, it's just literally a loan move. And from but what, why, from why what Joe Willock, on, said, they, they did the right thing with Dubravka. They got him for what? Five million? Five point four million? Four point five. Uh, 
4.5, there you go, bargain, right? So we got that in the contract before he came. Why can't we do that with other players? And it's just so frustrating because we just like, we've created or we've highlighted or we shined up the, the rough diamond, which was, um, you know, Joe Willick and stuff like that. And I don't want Mikel Arteta to get all the, the all, all the credit and all the plaudits and all the stuff off that. So um, I just hope the lure of first team football, the lure of the Geordie nation and everything else like that. He's right. Yeah, totally right. Yeah, different gravy. Totally is. I mean, compare him to Jeff Hendrick. When Jeff Hendrick came on yesterday, I was ready to pick my TV up and slam it out the front. Out, even, out though, even, though you, even though you're 2-0 up. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh my God. word. The answer is not <laughs> Jeff Hendrick. What are you doing? I thought are you trying to throw the game. I was gonna, I was gonna phone up the Premier League and try and, uh, you know, match fixing because he's absolutely useless. <laughs> he came on and he like he tripped over the ball within about thirty seconds, and I'm like, you fucking Irish! And I'm like, literally, the swear machine's going off in the background, and I'm like, Irish Jesus, you're not bloody Irish Jesus, man, get out the club. And I was like, dropping back off at Birmingham on the way home. Um, oh, awful. I don't want to have to think about next season replacing Joe Willick with Jeff Bloodyetric. Fucking I'm, hell. I'm loving these comments, like, Paul. Uh, the comments feature that you get on here, like, um, be, I've been asked if this pint of pint of Foster's. Worryingly so, this is water. It's just water wicing, mate. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> quite the opposite. But, um, no, it, Joe Willick, as, as the comments said, said before, different gravy. And it's like, it makes total sense for Newcastle to go and get this kid. Even St. Maxman last week was saying, We've we've got the same players like Joe Willis. In the politics there, well, back and forth. Like, he, he gets up and down the field. He puts in good tackles. He makes the players around him better. I mean, it's no coincidence. Shelby's improved. Um, Sean Sean looks okay in the midfield alongside him. So it it makes total sense for Newcastle to go after him. But the thing is, under this regime, mate, they won't. And uh, like they'll say they'll try, but it's like, will they really try? That the, the socks in the Sports Direct mob. That ain't going to do the deal. I don't think Arteta would probably wear Donair socks. I don't know. He looks like quite a fashionable, uh, fashionable chap. And I don't think he shops in Sports Direct. So you're gonna have to actually offer some hard cash, Mike. Actually, you know that the the money, the rolls of money that you have when you walk around your factory and stuff like that. Offer some of that. And I, and I think I think if it was down to the player and his dad, who's been up in, in, in the region and stuff as well, I think it, if it was down to them, I think it's a, it's a no-brainer. Arsenal, uh, yes, he's, he's, he's been there since he's about 14 or something. He's his club and everything. But is he honestly going to get into that, into that first team? Uh, and if you looked at some of the message boards when we signed him, some of the comments from the Arsenal fans were just like, oh, thank goodness, just get him out. He's not good enough. Um, they'll want him back now, though. Yeah, they'll want him back now. After no, what he's more I'll get him in, and then they'll hound about next year. Hmm. But um, they're like they're like the sexy names. They're like the foreign players coming in, and this, that, and the other. Where I think Newcastle fans, because as I touched upon before, the bar has been so low for so long. Fourteen years was our anniversary yesterday with Mike Ashley. How many happy? Con- <laughs> it would say. Let's be honest, it's not awful anniversary. <laughs> there we go. 
I'm loving these comments, mate. It's a lovely, it's a lovely little addition to the podcast, like. But um, we'll see out the first half, mate, fairly comfortably. I mean, yeah, Fulham weren't really doing anything. The only time that they did was when Willock gave them the ball, um, and it felt a Cavallero, I think it was, and um. I thought he'd scored and he put over the bar. I just like when that happened, I literally just started bursting out laughing. I'm thinking we 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 were threatened by these. We we thought these yeah. were going to send us down. Like my God, like sometimes I feel embarrassed. But to be honest, mate, we win the bottom three for eleven minutes because of this team. If we'd have got relegated because of Fulham, I think the series it would have been serious questions having to be asked. But fortunately, it's turned out seventeen points away from the drop, so we've managed to. Um, right, please, Graham Jones. Yeah, <laughs> Graham Jones, Steve Bruce, whichever player steps up. But um, no, mate, it's it's been a it, it's been a it's been a mental season from the start to the to, to the finish. It's it's yeah, it's just it's just been mental. But yeah, we'll start the second half pretty well. But the to be fair, I think we'll try to get. I think got deep and deep and with defense played really well. Fulham didn't have many problems. to Bravko's making. Um, was making some good saves, was catching in the air, taking in crosses and and stuff like that. You know, I thought we were playing quite well. Quite a dead second half, to be honest. Quite a shit way to to end the season. But don't, yeah, don't you I feel, mean, though, mate? Don't you feel you in, in in that game? That was the perfect opportunity for us to go at the team a little bit more. And what happened in this match was what I was dreading against the so-called big six, the greedy six, as they should be anointed. Um, we look a lot better against them because we'll sit back and we'll hit with the pace that we've got in, you know, in in the team. But against a Fulham, um, <laughs> who, who uh, that used to be in bombarded back recently, again we were sitting back and it was just making for an absolute no show. We were just cancelling each other out, and, and the difference, the reason we won that game, is because we had the extra quality in the players. We had somebody like Joe Willick who would run the entire. Uh, length of a football field and get the shot off you know um we had that extra little bit of quality but i, I just think sometimes steve bruce does himself no favors fulham were there to be absolutely uh ravaged we it was well within our rights we could have we could we could have changed a few players around we could have uh, had andy carroll thrown in we could have had dwight gale thrown in we could have gone really attacking two wingers played 4-4-2 and gone hell for leather and tried and tried to learn something ready for next season but no Bruce goes back into his comfort zone his comfort blanket he sits there he hasn't got uh he hasn't got plan a as we've touched upon so many times never mind plan b or plan c um and I was just, again second half I was just like come, just go for it come on open up knock the ball about a little bit take a few shots have a little bit of showboat and like you know what Alan St Maximum was doing against Sheffield United taking the piss a little bit, uh, entertain the fans, send us into the summer with a little bit more than just a victory, uh, quite a hollow victory, um, you know. But it, to be fair, we ended on. Never went up. They never went up up the gear. Um, Did we need to? I mean, Fulham are pretty shit. Gale. We did bring on Dwight Gale, and he wasn't um, very mobile. I think he looks like he's out the door, mate, to be honest. He doesn't look like he's staying here very long. Um, there's a couple of players that need to go, though, uh, in the summer. Hendrick, Gale, 
Um, there's a, there's a couple of others as well throughout the squad, but reinforcements needed. It's, it's it's just a case where it's going to be it's going to be a difficult one, um, whether we get arbitration or not. Because if we don't, we know we're going to be left disappointed by the end of the transfer window. Where well the the crack is with it, and anyway, apparently it's going to be late July, August when arbitration starts. Anyway, so it could be a case that this transfer window is pretty set to be Mike Ashley and Steve Bruce. But um, yeah, it, I mean, it's like going to be interesting that mate because the thing is, next month is going to come the legal case. Um, first of all, that that's that's set in stone as per paperwork that uh, obviously was put out into the public domain. From that, a lot of things, a lot of dirty laundry could and probably will be aired. And what I think Mike Ashley's hoping for is that he gets a few nuggets, which he can then take into the arbitration process, which we know will start in July. Now, that process is probably going to take at least a couple of weeks to come to any sort of fruition. And then even if it was to go in Newcastle's favour, then has to go back to the Premier League and it'll be probably another couple of weeks before it goes through. So I think you're quite correct in that it will most likely be um, Mike Ashley as the custodian again going into the new season. But certainly what we could well do is be in a very strong position when it comes to July when we start um, the arbitration proceedings if the case in June goes very well in our favour. Um, and let's let's make no bones about it. And from everything I've seen from people in, 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 the, in the Middle East and uh, the things that I've listened to and watched and read... Uh, plans are in place so I think things can move really really quickly but the top bottom of it is I think our rec recruitment we can't afford to wait on what ifs we've got to make sensible decisions and a sensible decision would be to get the finance from wherever that may be if it's not Mike Ashley it's not Mike Ashley we can get it from other avenues and get the likes of Joe Willick done and dusted Jeffrey Williams done and dusted another striker when uh, Carol and Gail go Get that done and dusted. It's common sense decisions and still long-term planning because I've seen the likes of the lad from Wigan, the striker from Wigan. Uh, yeah. Is it Kyle Scott? I think so. Yeah. Kyle um, Scott plays for... I don't know who's Kyle, Kyle Scott. We have a Kyle Scott in our reserve, so be hmm. so they have two know. Kyle Scotts in. I don't know. We're stockpiling. We? But, um, you know, if, if we can get a couple of... Um, good amounts of recruitment then again we can have a positive start of the season uh, and we won't have to be so strongly reacting when it comes to the january trading window potentially un under new owners um because the last thing you want to be doing is playing catch up in any season because we've seen with the likes of fulham west brom and sheffield united they've been down there all season and how difficult is it to claw your way out when you're in there so the club must and might actually must as the current custodian oversee the ongoing daily and inner workings of the club and steve nixon needs to be doing all the scouting and getting the best possible players for the money that we've got available uh but i think certainly um the, there'll be a massive lift make no mistakes about it even if we don't sign anyone through the new owners if the new owners come in in october or november for argument's sake the fan base will have a massive weight released off us the players will the players must be sick of the circus and stuff like that mate so make no doubt about it there will be a bump when we get new owners in no matter what 
Yeah, uh, for sure. It, it, it would have been it, nice. It, 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 it won't it, but to to finish off talking about this match, Paul. I mean, um, was it a penalty? Because <laughs> um, obviously the ball goes into Richie, and I think uh, he gets his. I get to, uh, he gets his foot clip from uh, Tete, their right back. For me, it's a penalty for sure. For the amount of penalties that we've been denied this season, when um, it Burnley, Sean Longstaff had his head decapitated. Yeah, a couple of offside decisions that have went against as well. I thought, right, give her a penalty. I wasn't expecting Fabian Cher to step up, but my God, what a penalty. Just crisp, cool, elegant, everything that sums up Fabian Cher. Just in that penalty, and if that is his last kick of a ball for Newcastle, I wish him now but the best. But the talk is he's got a, a one-year extension on his deal, so hopefully more more to come from Share next season. Because I feel he can offer something different to the team. His passing ability is good. He can't. He, he is a good foil for the likes of Lascelles, Feddy, or Clark, whichever way you want to go. He can work with all three of them. Very different to them. So for me, Share's got to stay. He's one of them that's got to stay. Even though I know he's twenty-nine and he's had a a major injury, I think he's well worth keep it, keeping on at the team. But brilliant penalty, Paul. Yeah, absolute uh, filth. Like I said before, yeah, when I saw him step up, I'm like, why is it Matrich? I know he missed one. Come on, everybody misses one now and again. Even Shearer used to miss the odd one, right? But when when I saw him, I'm like looking around thinking, no, Joe Willick. Joe Willick's going to take it. No, no, Matt Ritchie's going to take it. And then you're like, you're looking around and it's like, no, Dwight Gale? Like, yeah, no, it's been no, like when Jordan took it against City, when Jordan took that first penalty against Man City, and we're all like very surprised at how brilliant the penalty was. <laughs> it, it was a bit like that, but obviously, um, Cher scoring to put the game to bed. I don't think Fulham had any any hope. The the fans that were there were starting to leave the stadium and stuff, even though they made like no noise whatsoever. But yeah, a canny three points, mate. No. Even though the performances left I think a lot of the Thames, mate. <laughs> it's been <laughs> awful for them. Good goodness me. It's been bad for us. But if you're worse than a Steve Bruce Bruce ball team, you've got to be chucking yourself in the Thames, really, haven't you? So <laughs> Yeah, well they're bad. not far off the Thames. I think they're just literally there. But um <laughs> it was a it was a good a good way to end the season. Two two solid wins. We thought there'd be a hell of a lot more nerve-wracking. There'd be a lot more riding on it. But we managed to come through them pretty unscathed. Two clean sheets, two wins. Um, Joe Willock's price tag up by another 20 million or something. But, yeah, I I, I was happy with the way the season ended. Two two solid wins, 17 points from safety. Canny. But what I wasn't happy with, mind, was um, Steve Bruce after the game. Um, all the people that I've doubted were uh, need to eat humble pie in this shit. It's like, hold on, do you do you actually think you've proved fans wrong with winning two games against Sheffield United and and, and Fulham? Do you? like how we're already yeah. relegated? No, like, come on. It, it, do you know what I mean? it doesn't paper over the cracks, mate. You cannot look at this season retrospectively and think to yourself, this has been a fantastic season, and just concentrate on on the last few games or whatever. Yes, current form table shows us. I think is within the top six on current form. <laughs> but you cannot forget about two wins in 20-odd games, man. You've it's got to get better what I've And the thing is, any other normal person would have been humble enough to think, I've got away with some, some major shit this season. I rid my luck so, so much. Look at Spurs away, mate. How did we get away with a drought of that match? And there's umpteen other examples away. this season. Yeah, 
there's just games when we deserved absolutely nothing but just thanks to sheer luck and it is sheer luck it's not um, I've had 20 years of coaching and this that and the other and you know what, what not shut all that shit up what it is is absolutely pure unfiltered luck it, it, it was but yeah two, two wins in 20 odd any other manager mate at any other football club would have been sacked after Sheffield United he'd have been sacked after Brentford he should have gone and he should thank himself that he's at Newcastle and the bar is set literally um, below the ground. Lower There's than ground level, yeah. Winning mentality at the football club from the management, no high expectations, because if they were made, he would have gone after those shocking, pathetic, limp performances. Yes, well done on getting 12. It's a miracle. But we fought relegation all season. That is what Newcastle did this season. We fought relegation and we survived. We, he achieved his remit. Remember those terms, right? We achieved our remit. We did no more. We did nothing in the Cups because we fucked that over for ourselves. We didn't qualify for Europe. And the team above us, Aston Bastard Villa, who stayed up by a VAR fluke last season, 10 points ahead of us. So we are still in the bottom section of teams and showing little signs of progress. And the football, mate, is getting worse and eventually ask Sunderland they flirted with relegation time and time and time again and where they're now where are they now losing the bastard Lincoln <laughs> where are they now that's yeah, a great Brooklyn laughing ducks at them I'm just I'm 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 forming with how he thinks that he's proved we're wrong. I, I just don't like Pretty this no attitude that he has where he's like oh I'm gonna prove them wrong. It's like if if you if we were run by a competent owner, you would have been gone after Sheffield United for definite away. That is, uh, Brighton. No man, no manager would have survived that, barring him at Newcastle United. So for me, it's just uh, I think he's played. He has played his luck a lot this season. Don't get us wrong. I think the turnaround after Brighton very admirable. I think. Graham Jones has managed yeah. to help the team with um, the the wing back system that he he similarly implemented at, at Wigan a couple of years ago under Roberto Martinez, and I think that proved to be effective. Because my argument for that would be that before Graham Jones came in, when we played five at the back, we were fairly deep. We didn't press correctly. We didn't look very um, it didn't look very structured or anything like that. But under under Jones. I think he's had his had his hands in a couple of pots with the tactics. We'll look a lot more structured. We'll press as a team and we'll get more players up the field. There's definitely a couple of changes there. If you know your football and stuff, you definitely you can definitely yeah. see the differences in we're playing yeah, stuff. What he's doing, what Steve Bruce continues to do, and it really winds me up, is he insults the intelligence of the Newcastle fan base. I think you put a post up on the uh, on the Facebook page today for Magpie twenty four seven, and it said the form before Graham Jones and and and, and afterwards. And it's a stark improvement in terms of points and wins. Um, you know, we, we started scoring more goals. And what he did address quite quickly, I felt, was the fact that we needed more bodies in the box to score goals. Uh, so before we were playing, we were playing five at the back, but then you were getting our two central midfielders dropping so deep that they were both in amongst the back five. So it literally was like seven at the back at some times. And what he's done, is is managed to get some real pace and exploit the pace in the right areas. He, he put Callum Wilson slightly out to the right. He played Miggy more centrally. 
like to allow them to exploit the pace again asm playing centrally exploit the pace and the trickery and the magic that he's got in his boots and um you, you can see things have changed from his appointment now credit credit i'll give credit to steve bruce if he was the one who selected graham jones fantastic the gate said guardiola a brilliant 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 appointment by the club but most other clubs wouldn't have to appoint a coach mid-season because their manager and their current coaching team was inept and that's what we were it was either fire steve bruce or bring somebody else in and you're not telling me but if you remember the interview that he did it was just like a manager sign a new manager signed him when he got the, the full interview the suit on 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 the official website and stuff like that they were prepping him prime to take over the team if him coming in as a coach didn't work so again steve bruce's look has been in and you can talk about your experience you can talk about what you want you can stick it where your cabbages you know what i mean stick it up there with your cabbage i don't care it's pure bullshit. and for steve bruce to suggest anything else is insulting the intelligence of the fan base and he's done enough attacking of the fan base to last a lifetime. He needs to get a little bit of dignity, a little bit of grace, and he wants to watch back seasons from when Bobby Robson was manager and learn what grace and dignity and respect for the fan base is, which is exactly the same reason, mate, why Rafa Benitez got on so well with the Newcastle fans. Benitez respected the fans. The fans respected him. With Steve Bruce, he has nothing but contempt and disgust and disdain for the fan base and if he stays next season he's going to have to expect that he's going to have to have very broad shoulders and if i was mrs bruce apart from divorcing the silly bastard as soon as possible i'd be having a conversation over me apple uh, crumble over the summer apple pie with him saying do you really need this steve do you really really need this do you want this is this the best thing for your health because at times mate he's looked ill he's looked really really bad um and i honestly think he needs he needs to question it he was never my choice never your choice never anybody else's choice and i would say steve clean your desk and don't let the door hit your ass on the way out cheerio well i think i think if anything this end of the season gives him a chance to actually leave on somewhat of a high note i know like he'll never gain any rapport with the fans and it doesn't look like he's got any, it, it doesn't look like he's got actually any want to gain any rapport with the fans because of his oh. constant digs going on talk sport and saying and by and going into the into the myth that Newcastle fans expect too much. You know, and buying into that and saying, Yeah, yeah, bang on and then oh my vocabulary's a bit shit. Yeah, piss off Bruce. Honestly, that's probably lowest of the low. You're just taking little shots and then making little excuses around it. I mean, a manager twenty years, like you like to tell with doesn't make that kind of mistake. You know exactly what you're doing with that one. But um it came to like not before we right. He pretended to be a Geordie, right? He pretended he played up his dad and anybody else who he who he could throw under the black and white. Uh, bus as as it were no 100% real Newcastle fan would go and manage Sunderland and then say whilst at Sunderland well Newcastle isn't really me my dream job I'm not that fussed I don't really care do you know what I mean he's an absolute sham he's a fraud of a manager um, and we've stayed up in spite of him not because of him let's, let's make that absolutely crystal clear and Alex Bruce can come out and defend him Bob Hope, Craig Hope, no hope. I don't care who wants to come out and defend him. 
Um, you know, all of his mates down at Talk Sport just talk shite. They don't know what they're talking about. What did you do? You see what uh, Darren Ben's been saying. Steve Bush should be manager of the season. Like, is he is he having a waffle? He's taking the flipping piss. Like, come on, mate. Like, it's 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 borderline. In fact, extremely embarrassing. Like, it's a pundit for you to say. Right, Newcastle United have beat Sheffield United and Fulham for the investment in the team and the attack and free that we have. We should be beating Fulham and Sheffield United. Do you, do you know what I mean? Respect. Them. Greatest respect to them, but the investment shows. And when we've got players at like St. Maximin and, and Wilson and and Miggy and, and, and you know and all these players, we should be looking at them being like, right, this is a chance at six six points, no problem. But like, it's almost like it's goaded it with, and that's what I hate about Steve Bruce. You get all this, you get all this baggage, whether it's Luke Edwards, Jermaine Genius, Darren Bent. Oh, like, they've, all, they've, the all, they've all came out the woodwork, mate, since Bruce started winning a couple of games. And it's mm-hmm. like... Where, it's, where uh, were them through that 20-game period, mate? They weren't. Well, they were in and out of the woodwork saying, oh, well, he's a nice man and he's the man for the job and like, defending Bruce like they do. But like... You know, it, it, it's really frustrating, Paul, because... The what, door- what is this nice man thing at, mate? Is it, is it nice to attack, your, to, to attack your own fans? Is it nice to literally come to blows with Matt Ritchie? Is, is it nice? I, I, am, I seeing, am I seeing this nice man? It's not. It's an absolute sham. It is a fraud. It is as fake as you want. There's no nice man at all. If he was a nice man and if he had the interest of Newcastle United... Um, he would have gone after the aforementioned matches, the Brighton game. He would have gone after the Sheffield United away match. He would have gone after the pathetic, limp, disgusting performance against Brentford in the Cup. There's umpteen things where he could have done there and could have been a nice man and this, that and the other. I'll tell you who wasn't a nice man. A nice man is Bobby Robson with the work in the, in the community and stuff that he did. A nice man was Rafa Benitez connecting the community, the fan base and the club together after being so fractious for, for so, so long. You know, I could go on and, and on about, about that sort of thing. But this myth, it really winds me up that Steve Bruce is a nice man. He's not. He might be loyal to his little inner circle, but that doesn't make you a nice man. And what he has said about our fan base repeatedly, you can talk about limited vocabulary all you want. It's a load of shite, absolute shite. Um, he has attacked his fan base one, once too often and he is biting, mate, the hand that feeds him. It's not Mike Ashley. He's a custodian for the football club and he's going to be gone just as soon as the recycling's gone. The fans are what make this football club our football club special, and he needs to 100% understand that. But, of course, if he was a real he'd understand it in the first place, because, of course, he's not. Yeah, I, it, it just annoys us, mate. Like, the the one structured thing Steve Bruce has had throughout his tenure here, the one structured things being his pals in the media, I'm um, to defend him, like Sir Robbie Savage, Chris Sutton, all these other... Not a brain cell between them. Just utter wetties, you know what I mean? Just go, just hammering, yeah. hammering Newcastle fans, and it's causing massive, it's causing massive toxicity among the fan base. I mean, talk about this for hypocrisy, mate. I mean, you've got you've got Alex Bruce uh, a couple of months ago. Oh, my dad gets all this abuse, and uh, and and and, and uh, it's really wrong to abuse someone. Yet he's calling people rats on Twitter tonight, uh, saying Craig Hope said uh, tried not tried nothing but to stick the knife in. 
Like, if he's calling trolls and stuff for abusing people on Twitter, yeah, he's calling people rats on Twitter. It's like the hypocrisy. It doesn't. It, 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 your argument's skewed as the second you do that. Yeah. Like, and the worst thing is, mate, that the Bruce family are still going on about Craig Hope four months later. And the worst thing is about all of it, the bloke was right. His yeah. report was correct. Steve Bruce went through all the report was right, but to deflect it, he was like, oh, it happens up and down the country. But it still happened. Bruce, it still flipping happened. Still Hope was and and he's getting called a rat. He's uh, he's being told he enjoys the limelight and all this. He's done his job. He's a journalist. Just like you should do your job and manage the football club correctly. Do, do you know what I mean? It it it, it boils me piss me because they're still going on about Craig Hope now, and it's like. You know, it's it's going to be really awkward if he's here next season and the journalists are back in um, back back at the training ground taking questions and stuff. It's going to be so awkward because Craig Hope was the one that shouted at Steve McLaren, wasn't he, when he was uh, on his way out, shouting well, at him at the no, door. Yeah, see, mate, during that twenty game run, and he's answering questions from the likes of Lee Ryder and Co. And he's sitting there and he's giving one word answers. Do you know what? If it was one of my kids, I'd be telling them off. For being so petulant, I'd be like, stop being childish, stop being petulant. Answer the person when they've asked you a question. And um, he talks about this higher standard and his 20 years of experience and all that sort of thing. Um, that that is, that is not acceptable. You, you, you're the face of Newcastle United. Because let's face it, we don't hear from Lee Charney, do we, Mark? We don't hear from the channel. The first time you've said something, but um, <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, I completely, I, I just, I just completely annoyed just the way this Bruce, the pro Bruce media, really jump on to him. Like, I'm not saying be anti Bruce. I'm not saying that at all. Just like look at the facts and see where the fans are coming from before you before you make an opinion. Do you know what I mean? And then maybe if you're looking at why the fans are upset and why the fans don't want them to be at the football club, then maybe you, you you can see you can see what the problems are there. That that's all I'm saying. Like do your job as a pundit, as a journalist, see what the problems are, and then go from there instead of just saying, oh, they expect too much. Them Jordy bastards and, and it's but no nobody does. Did, did, you, expect, did you expect that's a season? Because I certainly didn't. Did you expect Champions League or European football or even the Europa no. Conference League that's going? Because I certainly didn't. I expected us, and I did it on the on the preview of, of the season. I said fourth bottom, fourth bottom, because that, that's pretty much it. That's the remit. That's the target. The that's yep. the, the business model. The spreadsheet is all based upon fourth bottom. So that is what we'll that is what we'll probably achieve. And um, if that's setting the bar too high, then. I don't know what's what, but why can't we look at other clubs like Aston Villa, who survived totally by fluke last, uh, last season? Why can't we look at them? Why can't we use West Ham? Why can't we use Leicester as blueprints to clubs that haven't spent huge sums of money, you know, compared to some of us, but that they're certainly doing things in the right way and they're trying to improve and they're improving the facilities, bringing through better youth players, they're recruiting much, much better. They're using new uh, computer systems to be... Even Barnsley down here, they're using a new computer system to be able to uh, cherry-pick their next level of signings. And look, they've gone from bottom of the championship to nearly being in the Premier League within a season. Other teams Close. are trying things outside the box. Us, meanwhile, are ordering um, you know, kebabs with extra chilli and garlic sauce. That's that's as much as, as, as we get to. Do you know what I mean? So um, 
I, I just think Steve Bruce needs to be really, really careful um, because there are going to be fans back in the stadium next season. Somebody needs yeah. to have a quiet word. It, it, well, it, if there was fans... If there was fans there last season gone, mate, I think Bruce would have been out of job because I think at points that season it was really, really toxic. Um, as toxic as I've seen it, and even though we've won, there's still little bits of toxicity there because of the because of the agenda among the journalists and and stuff like that. There's always something, even when Newcastle win, there's always something just rubbing the fans the wrong way, and that's what I don't like, mate. I prefer it when it's when it's happy, the fans are thriving, they're loving what's going on, talking about Joe Willock and stuff like that's why the that's why they don't yeah, like you're the about because it. there's it's always like something that. that comes with it. Like obviously you get the odd pessimist and stuff that'll say, Oh Steve Bruce is great and you get yeah, I've had, there's been a couple of them on Twitter recently and I've argued with all of them. <laughs> but um you know it's it's just it's it's just frustrating, mate. I I just want everybody to be positive about the football club. Like we've been called negative a couple of times on Twitter and stuff, and it's just like I call it like I say it. I I, I don't call if 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 certain players played well, I'll say they played well. If if the manager's done well, I'll say he's done well. But also, on the other side, if he's done bad, I'll I'll say he's done bad. Like that's obviously the opinion side of things. Like every fan is entitled to do that. Like. I'm no flipping. I'm no flipping super fan or whatever. I'm just a flipping. I I use my platform to to voice my opinion, like many other fans do across across uh, you, whether it's YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, whatever you want to go with, mate. Like they they voice their opinion, and like I feel a lot of them feel the same as me, where it's just a, a frustration. Even though when we win, Steve Bruce has got to get his got to get his dig in, or his mates in the media's got to get their dig in, or there's got an argument here or that it's there's it's always just, an angle. Yeah, there's always somewhere to call, yeah. mate, and it really annoys us. But um, at the end of the day, though, at, at least on the footballing side, we are getting the victories and stuff that 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 we need, and it's and it's finally. And um, it just goes into now such a huge, huge, huge summer um, because can the teams who are coming up uh, this season be as poor as the three that went down? Are we going to be able to get results away like we've done this season against the likes of Spurs when there's fans back in and there's atmospheres and this, that and the other? Um, that is why that we've said, you know, repeatedly since, you know, over the, the, the previous year, we need to be getting out our house in order. And I just feel as if we never, ever do. And I think we're, we're slightly rudderless. We're having a 14 year, pal. You know? It's been, it's been, it's been a whirlwind. Um, but in terms of the, in terms of the match, uh, Newcastle, Fulham, win 2-0. I think, I think we'll kind of cover that. Um, I think, Canny three points, Bit of a stale way at the end to end the season. I wish we could have went down, but obviously too soon with the COVID regulations and stuff. And obviously next season, the away days will will return. I can't wait for them. But uh, I'm hope all eyes now, mate. Will be <laughs> all, <laughs> all of this, um, all, all eyes now. We're going to turn to arbitration, mate. And who will we be owned by by the start of next season? That's that's literally where we're looking now. So. Obviously, mate, by we'll, the end of this summer, mate, we'll all be like Judge Judy. You know what I mean? We're going to be yeah, like exactly. there's, there's, there's a couple of lawyers and stuff that are fans in the Newcastle community. I'm sure you know who they are. Um, so yeah, it's it, we're following them accounts and keeping up to date with them because they'll probably simplify for, for for us. You know what I mean? It's um, uh, it, we need it, the Sesame Street version. 
But um, yeah, in terms of, in terms of the match, in terms of the season, we'll probably do a we'll probably do a more in depth podcast, mate, next week before the Euros and stuff. Uh, but for like now, there's a there's a laugh a laugh in store. I mean. Saturday afternoon, uh, what a day! <laughs> oh, it's um, it's it's hilarious because uh, I thought they'd get back to the f- stadiums and and stuff like that. Uh, Sunderland back into the stadium, I thought they might be able to come back against Lincoln. In that first half, they looked flipping brilliant. To be fair, uh, I thought they were going to go through. They were blowing them away, and then second half, their strike, uh, uh, Lincoln strike, scores a goal, <laughs> and does a sheer celebration in front of the flipping home end. I think what a baller <laughs> sends Lincoln into the playoff final, and Sunderland will <laughs> will be in League One for the fourth season in a row. Are they going for six? Six in a row. I mean, yeah, obviously they love the for a while. There, so it could they? be six in a row. Who knows? But yeah, I mean. In terms of them being at the being at the bottom, I mean, well, being in League One, I'm sure if you'd have said to them about four or five years ago, oh, you're going to have four uh, four top fin- top four finishers in a row, and as well, you're going to win a cup. This is probably not what they had in mind. But well, uh, the thing is, though, mate, the thing is, they can now defend. They can be defending champions. They can defend the <laughs> honour of the pizza kebab. Uh, whatever it's called, cup. So you know, every cloud, you know, has a silver lining. But <laughs> yeah, Sunderland, the gift that keeps on giving it. Uh, those ducks that we keep putting out on the socials. Oh, uh, the laughing duck. Yeah, it, they're always, they're always do so, on Twitter. Do, that made the laughing so, duck. So well. yeah. um, <laughs> it, it's, it's just hilarious. And then you see the Sunderland supporters having a go at the manager <laughs> uh, on the way out. He's a divvy, like he's a divvy, and all this sort of thing. And you're like. Oh my word! Can, can just just hide your embarrassment. Just go home, get under your rock, and stay there for the summer until you get your newest manager, your newest messiah, your new set of players, and you're going to win the league and walk it because you're going to be playing Rotherham. Yeah, you'll be playing Rotherham next season anyway because they're going down, aren't they? But uh, yeah, I'm sure they'll find a new way to bottle job it again next season. And I've had lots of comments. Um, say, Do you miss the derbies? No, this this is so much more fun seeing them struggle <laughs> down there. It really, really, uh, it really is, and it's been awfully quiet from down the year nineteen for the past uh, for the past few days. And long, um, long may it continue. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, the, the, they're not exactly covering themselves in glory for the North East like, but um, yeah. Best of luck to them for next season. <laughs> they get to defend their pizza trophy. How about that? But um, hey, so, hey, tell you what, the best thing is about it as well. Their first team might have the opportunity to play our kids' team again. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to guard, mate, if that's the case. But um, uh, yeah, I thought it was a bit of a laugh. I mean, we're fi- we're finishing twelfth in the Premier League, and they're not getting past Lincoln. I mean. Lincoln were in the conference, literally, when Sunderland were in the Premier League. <laughs> but to see Lincoln just swipe up and take them like the half, it's um, it's it's funny. Well, you but, there, you, you're like like you think to yourself, they're not really a, a powerhouse. You can't really remember them even having a football team, and then all of a sudden, um, you know, they're at the stadium and they like doing the Shearer celebration and stuff like that. And um, oh, I was just, I was literally just. Howling. 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 How
yeah, it, I mean, I don't want to mention them too much because obviously Magpie twenty four seven kind of, yeah, but um, yeah, enjoy League One for the fourth season, Sunderland. But um, we'll crack on, mate, because um, a couple of announcements to make. Because obviously this is the first YouTube podcast um, for Magpie twenty four seven. We've been going on Spotify now for a, for, for for like ten months or so. We're like sixty five, sixty six podcasts. All that there so yeah we're, do, we're doing we've done really well on that loads of people enjoy the podcast that won't change uh this podcast will be on spotify as well and um, just it'll go live on youtube first and then i can download it off Streamyard and put it on uh, put it on spotify so yeah none of no, not much of that changes that'll still say stay the same i'm there i'm quite chuffed about that and uh and going forward but we've got a Got a couple of announcements as well, because uh, from day one, mate, we've been we've spoke about this um, that we wanted to collab with other YouTubers. We wanted to collab with like other Newcastle fans. Whether you, it doesn't matter how many. It's not about followers or anything. Like that. It's just about being able to crack on about Newcastle United. Um, we've said that since day one. We've tried to maintain that as best as we can, but um, to start to kickstart YouTube. We're gonna wanna formally announce we're we're partnership with Magpie Kit. Um, I feel I, I, I feel this was the right the right thing to do for for us. I mean, Magpie Kit have worked with um, with Gallagher Charts and 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 people like that, and we really want to work with local creators and stuff like that. So Magpie Kit is uh, something that we're we're happy to announce as a partnership with throughout the throughout the air uh, podcast and and stuff like that, and for what we've got going on too. Uh, yeah, so well, we just know at the end of the day, it, it, it was a good fit with what we didn't want to do. And, and we've had um, probably six or seven different people approach us in different organisations. It's very, very flattering. Uh, we don't want to become about, uh, you know, advertising or, or pushing this, that or the other or having several different advertisers. We just wanted to work with select, similar-minded type people who can help us improve um, and we can we'll learn, each other, mate. That's what we've you know been what about. We, we can learn off them. They can learn off us. Because um, you know that that it was one of the key things that we said. You know, obviously we, we were we were on Newcastle fans TV for a number of years. We learned a lot of good things, and we want to continue on that learning journey. Streamyard, eh? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, spot on. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's all right, isn't it? It's all right. Um, it means it means that me down in in, in South Yorkshire and you up on uh, Tyneside can you know just be there at the same place at the same time. It's it's spot on. But uh, yeah, we've had various different people approach us wanting to do different stuff. But I think we felt Magpie Kit was the right fit with ourselves and what we wanted to do. Um, you know, yeah. going forward and stuff. So it's 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 exciting to be able to you know announce that um, today. I'm just looking down at the comments, Neely. Ah, uh, you're right about Penfold like down there. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, <laughs> I'm just chuckling now with the Penfold thing, thinking about that. But uh, yeah, Magpie Kit, uh, and we'll be announcing more on that. Um and we'll be Yeah, I mean across, like across you say like you say, mate, we've we got offered a couple of we've been off over the year and stuff with how things have went with Magpie twenty four seven. We've been offered like a couple of sponsorship things and it's it's just not for us. I mean, it it works for other people and, and crack on. I wish them now, but the best it's worked in the past for places I've been at, like Newcastle Fans TV in the past, works for them. But for me, 
partnership with someone like Magpie Kit, just a local creator like ourselves, I think um, it, it suits us. It, it suits us, and it's good for us. So, right. um, it, yeah, so it's it's just it's just a nice way to go for us. Um, and there'll be more on that in the coming weeks and, and months on the on the uh, on my socials. But um, as well, we're, we're also going to be venturing the podcast out onto onto the radio as well, Paul. Uh, I know that it's back on the radio, mate. Yeah, I bet nothing changes about the podcast. The only diff, the only difference is I I send I, I send them the podcast like I would put on Spotify, and I'm they put on the station. That's literally it. So as many people as possible can can listen to the podcast and. Yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to next season. I just hope the football can obviously improve and, and, the, and the feeling around the club can improve because, honestly, I like all the work that we've put in over the year, I mean, I've said it a hundred million times, I'd give it all up now if it meant to take over go for the Mora. hundred percent. But um, it is at the end of the day, mate, that, that, that's the, there's no agendas, there's no egos, there's no nothing. It literally is crack about, about Newcastle. Uh, yeah, we have to do a little bit of housekeeping today with being the first one and stuff on, on you know, d- doing it uh, live and everything else like that. But it's a nightmare, go, back, it? go back, listen to the old episodes. We've had Malcolm McDonald uh, that, that, you know, you spoke to and everything. And, um, you know, we've got other things in the pipeline coming uh, shortly oh, as well with some yeah. uh, famous faces, different uh, personalities. We have other people who's jumped on. We'll have other people on all the time. It's always about the crack about Newcastle. We are just absolutely mad, uh, devoted Newcastle United supporters, season ticket holders. We travel north, south, east, west, following the team. We've been whacked with inflatable filth watching Newcastle. Um, yeah, we you know we, we, we literally live and breathe the football club, so it is like all about that. It's not about other stuff for us. Yeah, um, like many years, I mean, we're not going to claim to be this something, something we're not, you know what I mean? We, we want to speak with fans, whether the whether podcasters or YouTubers, what, anything in between, or even or even just normal fans, make as many friends as possible as this community, because mm-hmm. on Twitter and stuff, it's all one big happy family, isn't it, at times? But, um, yeah, I'm really That's what it's about for us. It's not, it's not about... Um, Twitter handles or this particular brand or that one. I mean, we've had on uh, Chris from down uh, Australia. We've had Owen on uh, from uh, down from south. Yeah, yeah, and hopefully many more to come as well. Look, we're yeah. looking forward to, to seeing what seeing what it brings. And obviously, YouTube gives that gives a different gives a different vibe to um to Spotify because obviously Spotify is all audio with YouTube you get to see this beautiful face and and and, and Paul's beautiful face as well and yeah it's, it's a good crack on I'm looking forward to seeing what the future holds with with Magpie 24-7 but um it's been an amazing year mate it's been an amazing year and we just hope it continues yeah, to grow the support, and the, the support from from uh, people on Facebook Twitter Instagram uh yeah, fifteen thousand now the support we've had from the likes of Alex Hurst and True Faith and yeah. you know lo- loads of people just rallying around to help win and stuff like that it's, it's really much appreciated because I mean 10 months ago we made the jump from NFTV to this and I don't regret it for a second mate I've loved every I mean I say I love I've loved every second but Newcastle have been frustrating for the most part so when Newcastle have done well, it's been an enjoy. It's been uh, it's it's been it's been an enjoyable experience. But uh, yeah, I kind of thank you enough. Honestly, it's been a fantastic first ten months, and he has to the next ten months and beyond then as well. But um, 
unless there's anything you want to mention, Paul, at all. Um, the only other thing is, obviously, just to remind everybody as well, I did put a link out on, on the on the socials about the other place that the podcast will be on, on the radio, and that is it's called The Tune. It's going to be on DAB uh, Radio and on FM as well. We're just waiting for the final details on that. They approached us to put this podcast out on uh, you know, on, on their network and stuff. So if you get a chance, if you search on The Tune um, and go on their radio station, give them a like uh, because, like I said, everything's getting set up. The studio is getting done at the moment. Um, so that's really, really exciting. And we'll share more Lots information. Of things in the pipeline, mate. Yeah, so give their page a like. And also, whilst you're on, with us being really the first day the first time of launching this on our on our YouTube as well as Magpie twenty four seven. Give us a like and a subscribe on there because obviously we are trying to get it all uh, you know build up and stuff like that. Well, I'm just reading some of these comments. Nearly, nearly. I tell you what, <laughs> me playing play, playing the good songs. Carl knows all about the good songs that I play. I have just done a uni project where I've put, uh, had to do it. Um, had to do with like a, a set a set for the for, for the for the uni radio show or something it was it was it was a bit mental like but uh I, i'll yeah, be the my DJ, missus knows but, i know all the good songs yeah i mean uh, as well mate one thing i forgot to mention we've got like other series on on the channel as well it's not just the podcast paul's got his uh, view from the van which um he's he's tr trying to get a couple of intros and stuff made for uh as we enter the next season i'll be doing videos as well with other with other collaborating with other people if if that's something that we're um if that's something we can arrange i will for sure um but yeah there's loads to come on magpie 24 7 and yeah i cannot wait to kind of wait to share what we've got with us and just shooting the breeze and talking about this mental club that work that we all know and it'll always be a roller coaster won't it but, man? but um unless there's anything you want to mention mate i'll uh, i'll wrap it up there for the night like yeah, no, that's that's what on. So yeah, we'll be more coming. Even though the the football action finishes for Newcastle now, it'll continue on a Magpie twenty four seven as we ramp up, ready for the new season. So any new signings that we make, uh, we'll probably be looking at the Euros as well. We're going to be casting our eye back on the season that's just gone, looking at players who we should keep, who we should go, predictions maybe for the next season. Anything else that you want to see, get it in the comments down below. Or email us us. So at magpie247 at outlook.com. I think that's the right address. Email us through. Uh, drop us a message on any of our socials if you'd like to be able to be involved in uh, you know in the show and stuff uh, at all. And as we've touched on a few times, you can listen to some of the old episodes uh, back. So we've done one after every single Newcastle United game. We've produced... If you want to put yourself oh. through the defeats in any way. Yeah. There's some, there's some victories in there, as Steve Bruce will keep telling you. He'll be wearing it on a big badge. <laughs> I won twelve matches. Aren't I a good boy? Uh, there's some there's some decent podcasts in there where we'll just sh shoot the breeze and shoot stuff. Breeze. But um, we're also on YouTube now. So if you like the if you like the video format and prefer that, something for everyone. But yeah. uh, I Paul, I think I think that's pretty much it. Like so we'll, it is. we'll Robert Patel uh, is Richard Masters for one of many. This is um, looking forward to it. Not as many problems. We'll not have these problems next time that we're hard having problems with the email and stuff, but we've managed to sort that. So the next time we'll be we'll be spotty dog. But um till next time, we'll love you and leave you. And uh, yeah, I hope you've enjoyed the first YouTube version of the Magpie 24-7 podcast. And we'll see you all later. Keep it tuned.